you guys and welcome to Get Real with Jojo. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and this podcast YouTube covers celebrity entertainment as well as delving into mental health and spirituality. The first topic I want to cover was Prince William condemns his godmother for the racial comment and and the behavior that she caused to one of the women that came to an event that um, Camilla was throwing for domestic abuse. This woman um, runs a nonprofit organization in the UK for domestic survivors of people that are people of color. And during this incident, Prince William's godmother was interrogating this woman about where she came from. But no, she kept saying, where do you really come from? So Prince William, I first want to go over the statement he put out he said this he says racism has no place in our society these comments were unacceptable and it's right that the individual concern has stepped down for me i'm taking it this individual was not stepping down this individual is probably fired but it's a nice way to give her class and grace especially since they call her lady susan hussy or hussy obviously someone that they're still calling in this time and age lady um susan hussy that type of title they're not going to say she was fired they're going to say she stepped down however the woman that received this treatment i hope i'm saying your name correctly if not i please i apologize her name is nagozi fulani she says this she says that um when she was going to the event she was interrogated by um lady sh that's what i'm gonna call her because i don't know if i'm saying her name correctly she said mixed feelings about yesterday's visit to buckingham palace 10 minutes after arriving a member of staff lady sh approached me moved my hair to see my name badge the conversation below took place she says the lady asked her lady sh asked her where are you from she says i don't know they didn't leave any records well you must know where you're from i spent time in france where are you from she said here uk she says no but what nationality are you she's um she replies back i'm born here and i'm british lady sh says no but where do you really come from where do your people come from so then she replies, my people lady, what is this? Lady SH says, oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge getting you to say where you're from. When, when did you first come here? Then she replies, lady, I'm a British national. My parents came here in the 50s when dot, dot, dot. Lady SH interrupts her and says, oh, I knew we'd get there. You're Caribbean. She says, no, lady, I'm African heritage, Caribbean descent and British. Now, I just want to give you guys some background. Lady H is the consort for um, for Camilla and also served Queen Elizabeth II for many years. And she's the godmother of William H. What was very shocking about this behavior was the fact that she was interrogating this woman for so, so long. And that the fact that she saw no issue about the behavior and how she was treating her. Um, all over the news and all over the headlines, it's going around and giving the belief that maybe Meghan Markle was not wrong about the racial treatment she was given while at the Royal Palace, Buckingham Palace. If you guys recall back then when Meghan Markle did her interview with Oprah Winfrey, she said when she was pregnant, about to give birth to Archie, there was discussion provided to Prince Harry asking or wondering what color would Archie be? Was he gonna be dark? Was he gonna be white? And that really disturbed her because these comments were going around and circulating through the palace. They, again, they never said who said these comments, but there's only wondering, like, was it his father? Was it his brother who was saying this? Obviously, I'm thinking, was it someone like Lady, um, 
SH that made these comments because you see by her behavior how she was very race racially profiling this woman but I want to take this a step deeper for me I'm wanting to bring in the spiritual elements of this we yes we can talk about the racism and all that but I want to talk about how so many times we as human beings if you know this word um, you'll understand what I'm saying, but there's a word called archetypes and archetypes is universal symbols that when we see someone, we instantly place them on that person. An archetype might be, maybe you see a woman and she has this motherly nature about her. You see that she's taking care of her kids and your mind instantly goes mother, housewife, whatever. These are the labels, right? You're putting on them. And these are the archetypes that you, you universally we place on someone because they fit those characteristic types and i'm imagining that when lady sh saw this woman a woman of color and not only a woman of color but she was a black woman she started putting a bunch of labels on her wondering why are you here what place do you have to be here because you're at the royal buckingham palace and in this establishment i can't imagine you would be here and so many times when we meet people we're we're profiling them instantly we're profiling them and placing archetypes on them well we'd be like that's the nerd that's the dweeb that's the cool person that's the rich wealthy woman that's maybe married to a man that's a doctor a plastic surgeon that she's with him for his money these are archetypes but we're placing on people and i'm imagining that when this happened she was instantly profiling her and she was having to ask her all these questions to see how she can place her in a certain category of how then from there she will decide how to treat her and so many times we do this we're seeing someone and we're profiling them and we're placing these archetypes and we decide from that moment on and how we're going to treat them how we will respect them and how we will decide to move further with them and i want you guys to be aware of this so many times you walk in a room and you're like that person's a nerd i'm not going to talk to them that person looks like a loser. I'm not going to speak to them. That person, the archetype poverty, that the archetype whore, you're placing all these things. I'm too good for them. I'm not going to speak to them. I won't intermingle with them. And this is what was happening. Yes, we, we see the racist, the racial elements, but I also believe on a spiritual level, she was also placing her in a category of deciding whether she met the standards to be in the royal palace and intermingle with everybody else and unfortunately she met the standards of being fired which i believe i do not believe she was nicely um just moved to the side i believe during this incident the royal palace decided it's your time to go so the next story i want to cover is um i was watching a youtube with um kim d if you guys don't know her was used to be on the rojas wise of new jersey and um, she was talking about back then when she was filming on the Real Housewives of New Jersey with Teresa Judice and um, Jacqueline. I don't remember her last name, but she was talking about what really caused the end of their friendship. Because for many years, if you guys are Real Housewives fans like myself, I always wondered why Teresa could never forgive Jacqueline. What was it about her? Because if you guys remember, it was about... A certain season when um, a bunch of tabloids were coming out, Carolyn Manzo was very upset, um, her cousins, her brother and sister-in-law were very upset because tabloids kept coming out and in it, Teresa was talking about them and kept always denying it, would never say that she was being paid for these articles, just would say certain things that just seemed kind of funny as though she was lying. And in this YouTube, Kim D said that um, during this time, Jacqueline's... Um, time up on the show i forget what it's called um 
her um you know when her contract sorry her contract was about to be up and the producers told her hey Jacqueline your contract's about to be up but basically letting her know you need to bring this up on television while, while we're filming about these articles and ask Teresa what's going on about them basically telling her in order to keep your job you need to do this and obviously Jacqueline followed suit she felt the pressure she knew I needed to bring this up on television in order to sustain my position on this show and unfortunately when this happened if you guys recall they were in Jacqueline's backyard on her porch Jacqueline starts bringing this up asking Teresa what's going on why are these articles coming out are you behind them are you getting paid for them are you making these statements Teresa was like no Jacqueline what are you talking about she was asking her about her finances asking Teresa like you never share these personal information Teresa was obviously very uncomfortable which now that I'm learning that Jacqueline was put up to this by the producers I first thought Teresa is just a very private person but now that I'm thinking Teresa's thinking oh god I see what's happening here the cameras are on you're trying to pull information out of me how can you do this to me you're my best friend best friends don't do this and Kim D said after this um event Jacqueline went um Teresa went home crying sorry she did not go home crying she went to Dina's home crying because Dina lived right down the street and during this time she said Teresa and Dina were not friends some type of incident happened and they weren't friends during this time but when Teresa left the house she, uh, Jacqueline's house she immediately went to Dina's house they talked and this is what caused their friendship to reunify and from that moment on if you guys know Jacqueline and Teresa were never the same no matter what, Teresa just could not forgive Jacqueline. Because if you guys know, Teresa has that very godfather mentality. You need to be loyal. You need to be a soldier. You don't backstab. But for me, I'm also seeing that Teresa must have known that Jacqueline was behind this. The producer set her up and Jacqueline did this. And she's thinking, how can I ever be around someone like you that would do this? Someone that I call my best friend. I talk to you every day. And one thing I always thought like why didn't Teresa ever say anything why wasn't Teresa like exposing this information the media and I'm looking at Teresa's behavior pattern yes on the show she's very aggressive she'll fight you she'll do all these things but the one thing I've noticed Teresa never goes around talking about other people um in interviews and in the tabloids on her Instagram she stays quiet and I was as I was thinking about the story I thought about the spiritual lesson the Christian lesson the biblical lesson where God says vengeance is mine you don't have to do anything you don't have to fight you don't have to attack because I will have the last word I will have the last say and I will do everything to restore your character if it's been diminished and I'm thinking now in Teresa's life I feel the universe God is restoring her image is replenishing who she is because all this time she knew that she didn't have to do anything and speak up all she had to do was stay silent and the truth would be exposed and the truth is being exposed as we're seeing with kim d sharing the backstory of what really happened obviously jacqueline being very weak in this moment knew that in order to extend her contract she had to bring this up but i think i look at Teresa and i think the strength it takes to not say something I don't know if I could ever do that 
because after a while when people keep trying to make me the bad one trying to make me why aren't you being friends with them why can't you forgive them you're just a terrible person you don't know nothing about forgiveness but they don't really know the backstory i feel i am still in the place of my life where i have to speak up i want to save my name i don't want people thinking bad things about me i don't think i'm yet in the place of my life spiritually where i can sit back and allow the universe god to have vengeance for me for god in the universe to restore my character i'm still in the place i i want to be honest where i want to save my character i want to do everything to let people know no i was done wrong they did this to me and i will point out a b c and d of how they did me wrong but and i want to go to the next story because it's you see what's really happening with Teresa in her life that everything is coming full circle in the headlines, um, if you guys aren't familiar with Carlos King, he was the producer for season one and season two of the Royal Housewives of New Jersey. Um, on the podcast and YouTube, um, I forget what it's called now, but he was doing a podcast on YouTube with an interviewer and he shared that he knows that Teresa was right. If you want backstory, there's always been this little fight with Teresa and Melissa Gorka, her sister-in-law. Um, Melissa always saying that she came on the show and Teresa knew she was coming on the show. Teresa says, I had no clue you were coming on the show. You never told me. You and my brother came on the show to backstab me. Melissa says no. Well, anyways, Carlos King, um, I just remembered the YouTube podcast is called Juicy Scoop. Um, he shares that Teresa was not lying about a week before filming. Um, Teresa called him freaking out saying, oh my God, Carlos, um, my sister and my brother are coming on this show. I can't believe it. They're doing this behind my back and I know that producers are going to basically make us fight and I don't want to fight with my family. I don't want to do this. And so uh, this week in Instagram, I noticed that there was a post posted about this and Melissa's sister and mother wrote this um, about this thing that Carlos King was talking about. And also to give you a backstory, Carlos King a couple of weeks ago had Teresa on his show and he also brought up the fact that when they were filming season one and season two, remember he was the producer, he says that Melissa would write to him on Facebook trying to be on the show. And Teresa felt so happy that Carlos was talking about this because she's like, finally someone believes me, I'm not a liar, that you guys can realize that all this time I haven't been lying. But anyways, um, obviously, uh, Melissa's sister and mother needing to back her up saw about this on Instagram and her sister wrote this. Who cares? 13 years ago, 2022. Her mother writes, who cares? 12 years ago. And I thought about so many times when a liar is exposed and it's been many years, they say, who cares? Let it go. It's been many years ago after I've abused you and did all these things. You should be fine. You're, you're holding on to things. Um, you keep bringing up, you keep rehashing it. The problem is, is all this time, these people have been gaslighting you. They've been lying on you. They've been trying to make you look like the crazy one. And when the truth comes out, they can't stand in it and be truthful about it. Because remember, truth is very transformative. It causes you either to elevate and bring forth um, consciousness. It causes you to no longer use the things that you did before, which is lying, be manipulating, gaslighting you gaslighting others and i believe this is what's happening and the fact that her family can't stand in it and just be women of character and say you know what my daughter was lying all this time teresa i'm sorry 
you were telling the truth. My daughter did try to come on this show secretly behind your back. She was writing to Carlos King. She was doing whatever she can because she wanted to be a star. Can you forgive me? And I don't think healing will take place um, ever for Teresa Foley until spiritually, I believe our spirits and our souls, Carolyn Meese, check her out as amazing spiritual teacher says, in order for true healing to take place when someone's really hurt, you have to go to the soul level. And you can't just say, I'm sorry I did that. On a soul level, you need to hear, I'm sorry I did that because I had the intentions of coming to attack you on the show. I had the intentions of betraying you. I had the intentions that I wanted to be a star no matter what. I was going to do whatever I had to do, even going behind your back to be on the show. So can you please forgive me? And she says, your soul needs this. Your soul needs this to be able to let it go and move on. And I believe in an not until this happens, if Melissa just goes, oh, Teresa, why, why can't you just get over it? Me and your brother are on the show. Why can't you just move on? But her soul needs this type of level of an apology, this level of please forgive me for the sins that I caused against you when I was making you look crazy as though you were the person in the wrong all this time. And I don't believe as brother and sister, any of this will happen until they get to this level where they go on a soul level and they say, forgive me for the sins that I did to you. So the next story I want to cover is Ashanti reveals a music producer demands shower sex as payment for studio recordings. She goes on to say on The Breakfast Club years ago when she was recording music, she was doing music with a producer. The producer said, don't worry about it. Just, um... We're making the songs. I got you. She says, after they made the songs, the producer, though, said, hey, why don't we have some shower sex? And she started laughing, being like, oh, thinking he's joking. He's like, no, really, we need to uh, let's have shower sex. Obviously, Ashanti said no. And then he got upset and said, well, then you need to pay me for all these records. And um, Ashanti goes on to say she took care of it. I'm imagining maybe she went to the higher ups, whoever. But when I was listening to her talk, I thought, how sad that we still live in this world where people think if I do something for you, you need to now give up something for me and give it back in whatever manner I demand. And I and as I was listening to this, I was thinking in our world now, and this has been happening for centuries, but it's so much more global now on a bigger scale where I see so many young women and men using and abusing people, saying things like, in order to date me, you need to get my nails done, my hair done, you need to buy me a new Birkin bag. And no longer are we in the world where we come with honor and integrity and we're looking for people of compassion. We're not looking for purpose partners. One of my favorite things that Sarah Jake Roberts says, and I don't know who's ever listening to this. Maybe you're not a Christian, but I am. And it's okay if you're not. I hope it doesn't stop you from listening to me. That's why I go back and forth from talking about God in the universe. But she said that she married her husband because she knew that when she got with him, she made hell tremble. And I'm thinking so many times I hear so many people saying, oh, in order for him to win me, I need him to prove to me financially what he's going to be able to do for me. If not, I don't want nothing to do with him. And I don't know if it really connects to this story, but I thought how so many times we live in this world where it's such a used-to-be-used used world. I do a favor for you, but whatever I want, you got to give to me. 
And so the next story I wanted to go into was Dwayne Wade fires back at his ex-wife in a new legal filing over their daughter's name change. Affirming her identity will allow Zaya, he believes, to live a more comfortable life. Dwayne Wade and his ex-wife have been going back and forth for quite a while. His ex-wife is still not allegedly from Dwayne Wayne comfortable with their teenage daughter who's transgender um obviously being a transgender female she's not comfortable with it and she's not comfortable yet with Zaya Wade changing her name legally and also her gender legally um the the mother allegedly from what Dwayne says or I'm not really sure I'm going to still use allegedly um, is saying that she believes that Dwayne Wade is manipulating Zaya so that he can get financial gain from this because um, ever since Zaya Wade has come out all over the world, people are rallied amongst Zane, um, Zaya, Dane, Dwayne Wade and his wife, Gabrielle Union. And he, she believes that they're getting so much financial gain from this that he's willing to do whatever he can to keep pushing this so that he can keep being in the media, he can get endorsements, all that stuff. But Dwayne Wade says that he's doing this so that Zaya's able to, when she applies for her driver's license, have her gender identity on it, have her name on it. Um, when she applies to colleges, she doesn't have to put her male birth name. She can all do all these things to live a comfortable life. I don't really know how I feel about this because every family is different, but I wish that they could somehow come together. Maybe they can come with the belief that when she's 18, this can all take place. I just feel bad because I cannot imagine the relationship between Zaya and the mother. Obviously, it must be contentious. They must not be close. Dwayne says that he's tried many times to involve, allegedly, the ex-wife um, in Zaya's life and she hasn't wanted to come around. And it's just sad to me because every child needs their mother. I'm very close to my mother and I just cannot imagine me not having a good relationship with my mother where this stuff is going on. So my heart really goes out to this family. Um, I'm sure maybe many people want to judge her or criticize her. Maybe those of you that don't believe in the LGBTQ life, don't believe in transgender life, all that, maybe you want to say, yes, go with it. But my heart goes out to the fact that a mother and a daughter are having this problem and they're not connected, especially at such a young age when a young female needs their mother. So the next story I wanted to go into, Wendy Williams' um, ex, Kevin Hunter, demands to have monthly payments resumed despite her financial problems. Allegedly, well, not allegedly, um, the magazine The Sun got the court documents where Kevin is wanting Wendy Williams to start paying him back his monthly payments, which um, is very unclear about because in the court documents, it states that Kevin and Wendy Williams had set up where there would not be any alimony and they'll pay one and they'll pay each individual their um, attorney fees and all that. So they're wondering what are these payments that he wants? Um, they're saying that Maybe um, there's some type of allegedly, maybe there's some type of agreement they made. Because if you guys remember, Kevin Hunter was Wendy Williams' manager for many, many years. But backstory, if you guys don't know, for many years, Kevin Hunter was cheating on Wendy Williams um, and also had a baby out of wedlock. And Wendy Williams talked about this in her documentary as well as on her show. Um, and also saying that Kevin Hunter bought a home very close to them, maybe like five minutes away for the baby mama. And he would just go back and forth cheating on her for many years. Um, 
but it says this in the court documents that Wendy Williams annual salary when she was on the show was $10 million. Um, but however, she's not on the show anymore. And the 58 year old who made a reported 55,000 per episode is no longer making that. And it says that if for any reason, the plaintiff's contract with talk WW is not renewed and are as otherwise suspended, canceled or terminated. And plaintiff does not have any other television show being aired and paying her an equivalent salary, then this can be terminated. And obviously, Wendy Williams not working at right now. So in this case, Kevin shouldn't really be asking for any money because the only thing that Wendy Williams has been talking about, she just also came out of rehab, allegedly. I don't know if it was like a wellness or something like that, but allegedly all over the media has been going around that she's having problems with alcohol and that she had to go into rehab and she just got out and she's talking about she wants to do a podcast. However, Kevin Hunter wrote this um, on his Instagram. He said, everybody want to know what's really going on. The fact is, I'm not being silent anymore. This doesn't have anything to do with Wendy, but has everything to do with people trying to steal hard-earned money that I worked for any help build. I have a slew of experts to help substantiate all the claims, and I'm tired of the BS. I didn't forfeit as much as I did for my son to go through this. Miss me with the double standards as well it's on so i'm thinking okay if he's saying it's not about wendy maybe um with deb mercury the production company that wendy williams was a part of for um wendy williams show maybe there was some type of a negotiation because some time ago he was also suing because i guess it was money that he was supposed to get out of this so i'm thinking there must be some type of money that he was told he was gonna get or whatever's happening but it obviously must be sometime somehow intermingled with wendy because even if Wendy's out of the picture and if you were promised money, wouldn't you just keep constantly getting it? Whether Wendy was alive, in rehab, whatever. So something must be connected with Wendy. Um, so I want to end that with you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, please like, subscribe, follow my podcast and my YouTubes will just keep coming out. I thank you guys so much. Bye.